This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. I went to dinner with my parents last night and we went to one of those restaurants that has one of those really, really large menus and I hate large menus. I just don't like having to pick out more than, more than I don't know, maybe seven, eight or nine choices. When it gets to be 25 or 35 or some of those really crazy ones that have like 50 or 60, it just 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 strains my mind and it's just, just a pain in the neck. But anyway, I did pick something out, I really liked it. and. Uh, you know, in general, I, I don't have a problem with new things. I don't have a problem with, with having alternatives and selections. I, I, I like trying out new businesses. I like trying out new restaurants or new stores. And I, I like anything that's kind of creative, new, innovative, even, even disruptive. But there are some things that I, I'm pretty well locked into that I, I'm not really looking to change. And there's selections that I've made and I've just bought into them. So, so some examples would be that you know, that, that I really, I choose Home Depot over Lowe's every time. And I, I believe they've got a competitive advantage in, in their culture in the sense that, that whenever I go there, the, the people are always really willing to help and the people that can help are really, really smart. And they also seem to have, by their culture, they seem to be there for long periods of the day. So when I start a project and I have to go back to Home Depot four, five, six times, and the same person is in that row that can help me, that's really very heartwarming for me. And the local one that I go to, there's one particular dude that's just wildly smart. So even if he's not in the department, I'll go seek him out because I'm convinced he's the smartest person in the store. But the people seem to be really loyal. Um, they seem to be really friendly and, and they're always willing to help. I always pick Chick-fil-A over everyone. And, and I have to give you a, a caveat that, that I don't eat red meat. So that does give them a leg up. And I do like their French fries. Uh, better than anyone else's. I used to like McDonald's French fries better, but I'm convinced now that that Chick-fil-A's waffle fries are really good. But it, it's all the people that work there. I mean, and just the just the culture that they have. The people have a great attitude. There's swarms of them. So you know, if you've been to a, a Chick-fil-A lately, there's usually lines and lines of people. But but they have a lot of people working in a lot of different a lot of different spots. They've always got a great attitude. They're always looking to help. So I always choose. Chick-fil-A. And I know they've got a wonderful culture as well. Costco over Sam's, uh, used to be a Sam's, uh, Sam's Club member, uh, switched over to Costco. I've been back to Sam's again. I, I love Costco. I, I, I love the people there. They're always, always really welcoming. It's extraordinarily easy to return anything to Costco that you want. And, and they've obviously got great prices as well, but there's just a feel about it. Uh, I, I like the, the person greeting you when you're coming in. Of course, they're checking your card, but they've always got a smile on their face. And I just like the culture of Costco. 
And then there's a local restaurant that I go to here called Moxie's, which uh, just have never had a bad meal and never had a bad drink. And every person that I've met there has been really prof- professional and, and really welcoming. And, and I, just, I just love companies that have an environment when I go there that I just expect to have a really positive experience. And I know this sounds crazy, but there's a American Airlines Admirals Club at the John Wayne Airport that every time I walk in there, uh, the people that work behind the counters and uh, the people that work there, they're, they're all just really nice. And I look forward to going there when I travel through there to stop in and say hello to the people that are at the Admirals Club in uh, at John Wayne Airport in uh, Orange County. So if you haven't figured out by now, I'm talking culture and we are talking podcast 81. Is your culture a competitive advantage? I talked to a lot of contact centers and they're all challenged by the, by the same things. Do, you know, do not enough resources. Maybe they don't have executive buy-in. Uh, maybe they're struggling with, with trying to hire or acquire people. And, and there a lot of things that are outside of, of their control many, many times. But your culture isn't. Your culture is not outside of your ability to to change and improve and turn into a competitive advantage. Having a culture that's a competitive advantage in your contact center is wildly valuable. Let's get started. Let's be direct. We're going to talk about who, what, where, when, how. Maybe it's who, where, what, when, how. We'll pick one of them. The who is you. We're going to look at this through your eyes, through your filter, in your position, how you can impact the competitive advantage of culture in your center. And first up is where. And where is really made up of two parts. The first part is where is the industry? Are you the competitive, do you have a competitive advantage in your industry? Think gold standard, think cream of the crop, Uh, think uh, Zappos or maybe the Ritz-Carlton. Are you the industry leader for culture in your competitive marketplace? Uh, are you better? Are are you better than everyone else? I mean, are you the standard? Do you have a competitive advantage as an organization? Are you are you are you better than everybody else? Are you worse than everybody else? Are you are you have an organization just trying to stay even or just a little bit lower? I'm, I'm talking about your entire company. And you can see this and hear this in the executive intention, and and not just in the contact center as to as to where you folks sit, as to, as to whether you have a competitive advantage as a as a culture in your organization. And so maybe your company, yes, maybe your company, and, and I'm not, let, me, let me rephrase this. I'm not talking about that you talk about the fact that your culture is a competitive advantage. I'm asking you to, to, to tell me or to not tell me, just to think to yourself, does your organization have a competitive advantage in culture against the industry that you are in? It's just really a simple yes or no. And then maybe you need to dial it down and say, well, you know, my company's yes, but my contact center is no. Or maybe my, my contact center is yes, because I really have a good sense of what the other competitors in our industry are doing, but, but the company's, company's a no, because that's a different set of challenges. If that's you, and you are able to have a competitive advantage in your contact center, but, but not in your company, then let me know. I want, I want to talk to you, because usually they, they have a tendency to go hand in hand, but I also think that you have the capacity to drastically improve your culture to help your contact center get better irrespective of what's going on in your organization. So maybe you're an organization that's outsourced. So then I wanna know if the culture of your people 
are acting and participating like your regular employees. If you have a competitive advantage as a culture in your company, but your contact center is outsourced, well, well, how closely does that match match your organization, your culture? How well is your BPO doing in matching your culture? Do you see the same attributes in the people that are in your in your outsourcer that you see in your organization? And maybe you have just overflow or you've got a partnership. But we're looking for the same type of culture in your partners in how they treat your employees and how your employees feel about your organization as you have in your company. And and we need to recognize that there are some companies that have a horrible culture in their company, which is one of the reasons that they've outsourced, that they've outsourced their business to a BPO. Then your question is, well, is does your BPO have a great culture? Everybody talks about having a great culture. Everybody, everybody talks about it being a strength. I'm talking about being a competitive advantage. Would you just know that it is better than everyone else's? And, and you, you can see it clearly and directly. So, and, and this, this, this culture goes all the way down to the front line. The culture doesn't stop with the leaders of the organization or the leaders of your contact center. I mean, it works its way all the way down to the front line. And you see things like access to power and legacy experience and, and people walking the walk and all the things that, that, that are a reflection of a, of a strong culture. So the where is my industry, but the where is also my region, where I hire. And this is a gut, gut check for you. Where are you in, where are you in hiring? Where, where do you sit as a, as a competitive advantage of your culture against all the other contact centers that may be in your area or the area where you're trying to recruit from? You know, what's your reputation like? What sort of referrals do you have? What sort of a history do you have of the people that you let go? Uh, are they unhappy? Um, do, is there somewhere else that's better and you're, you're, you're sitting in like second place? Do you have a bad past? You know, if you have a bad past, then you can change that momentum and create a new experience. You know, some of the telltale signs, do you have employee references? Would they recommend others working there? How many referrals do you get? How many champions do you have within your organization? How many blabbermouths do you have that are talking about your culture within your community, within your region, within the area that you recruit from? Are they talking about you at birthday dinners and Starbucks? And Because everyone compares. How do you compare in those conversations. What are, where do you, how do you fit as a competitive culture within your region? That's the where. The what is very simply, how does your culture impact and reflect a competitive advantage? And there's really four areas that you can look at to see if, if your culture is impacting to the better your ability to have a competitive advantage in your culture. And the what is attracting talent. How great are you at attracting talent? And also how successful are you at attracting talent? Because I know some of that's reflective of, of the price that you're, um, of your wages and, and, and the region that you're in and the availability of resources, but, but the people are working somewhere. So how well do you attract talent? Because attracting talent is all about culture. How well are you retaining the talent that you attract. Maybe you're great at retaining them, but you've got a big back door and you can't keep them in your organization. So how, the what is also, um, how well do you retain the talent that you have? And I would ask you to go a step further and look at how do you retain the top quality talent that you have? How great are you at keeping the people that are really, really good at what they do? I know it's hard to lose somebody, but it's 
really, really hard to lose somebody that's very, very good at what they do. How well do you keep employees engaged? And keep employees engaged is, is, is really a, a, at a number of different levels. I need to keep them engaged in every transaction, in every phone call they have. I need to keep them engaged with your customers. I need to keep them engaged or connected with your mission and your purpose and your values. I need to keep them engaged with the person that they work for, which is you. And I need to keep them engaged with their peers. I need to keep them engaged with their performance and how well they're doing and encourage them and redirect them. And I also need to keep them engaged to whether they, they fit in your organization. And they fit many times because you help them to build and learn to be better at what they do today, but also to wherever they're going, whether that be to a level two, whether that be to a supervisor, whether that be to a marketing department or some other department within your organization, or maybe it's they're going to be an actor or an actress, and they're going to be president of the United States, or they're going to be a pilot someday. But for whatever their, their time is with you, whatever their season is with you, they need to know that they fit. And part of your culture is helping them to fit and engage in all aspects of your organization, your customers, their peers, and then allowing them to engage in what they're trying to do with their life. And maybe that's also just they want to be a, a contact center a rep forever because it's just the perfect job for them in, in whatever else they may be pursuing. So we've got attracting talent, retaining talent, keeping employees engaged. And, and the other way that you can measure whether you have a competitive advantage in your culture is inspiring discretionary effort. And discretionary effort is that want to versus have to. When we, when we build and see a lot of discretionary effort, people sticking around to learn a little bit more, volunteering to mentor somebody else, seeking out more training, uh, volunteering for uh, company-based um, investments that the organization makes, having an organization that allows them to invest in a charity or a ministry or something that they really care about that they can do in your organization that maybe affects their neighborhood or affects their community is a way that they're, they're taking discretionary effort and that discretionary effort is also on behalf of you. Uh, acknowledging their peers, going out of their way to recognize a peer, seeking out peers to compete with them, to, uh, to, to engage with them volunteering new ideas and new thoughts or new ways of doing things, being the kind of person that comes in and makes a recommendation in, in a way that helps your business processes change. Obviously, volunteering for anything associated with uh, potluck dinners or any other fun things that you may be doing. And going out into the community and recruiting or helping you hire people, uh, also a really, really important component of, you're going to hear in the next couple of weeks a, a video that I did with uh, Tim Montgomery that talked about the fact that at his organization, all of his employees, all the frontline employees were the people that hired the other employees. So they would have a, they would literally have a panel discussion with, with frontline agents that would ask questions. And, and the basic, basic question they were asking was, is this person somebody you want to sit next to? Is this somebody that you want to be a peer that you might be able to compete with or learn from or train from or mentor. And that was one of the ways that they engaged their employees and built a culture that was, hey, we all, we all fit together. 
So that's the example of what. The when is pretty simple. We, we need to do this now. Um, yes, you may be building on something that somebody else had started, or, or maybe there's really great culture there and you're just trying to keep it going. Uh, maybe you used to have it and you need to get it back, but if there is not a sense of urgency within your contact center to create an environment where your culture is a competitive advantage, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. But if you still are listening to this podcast, the when is now. And then how do you see this competitive advantage in your organization? How do you see this competitive advantage in your organization, in your, in your, in your center? You're going to see it in your turnover rate. You're going to have a lower turnover rate than your peers. And your peers might be the industry. Your peers might be the the, the region that you're in and the other competitive call centers that you're working, contact centers that you're working for. It may be in other departments, but you're going to see it in your turnover rate. You're going to see it in your hiring. It's going to be easy to hire people because what you're going to realize is if I can just get them in and I can just show them what it's like to work here, people are going to want to work here. And the reason that you know people are going to want to work here because the people that are already there want to work there, which then lends itself, you're going to see it in your employee experience scores. Do you do them? And, and, and that's a twofold look. One is that they're really talented in skills and people want them, but it also means that you're investing in them, that you're giving them skills and tools that are making them better, that are making them more attractive. And yes, you do run the risk that if, you're, if your supervisors and your leaders are, are being sought out and being stolen from you, that means you're doing a great job with them, that you're building core skills and, and, and capabilities that other people are attracted to. And yes, maybe even other contact centers are attracted to, but that is a competitive advantage. If you're looking for a, a competitive advantage that you can invest in over and over again, then it's your frontline supervisors and your team leaders. Are they better than anyone else in the industry? Are they better than anyone else and any of the other peers? If you're looking for a competitive advantage, hey, you know what? We have some of the best leaders there are. If you're a BPO and you're hearing this, listen, do you have the best leaders? Do your leaders and supervisors, do they stand out? Can you show that they're a competitive advantage? It's a great way to improve the culture of your organization because it's going to hold on to your employees. It's going to keep your best employees along, uh, uh, kept at your organization for longer periods of times and everybody wins. A competitive advantage in your culture is something that you can compete with, thus the term competitive advantage. There's a where, a what, a when, and a how. You're competing in your industry, but you're also competing in wherever the area is that you're trying to retain and attract and hold on to talent. I would strongly suggest you focus on having a competitive advantage in your contact center in the area of culture. If you do, your job will get easier, your performance will get better, and you might get a promotion, or you might get an additional raise or additional recognition as well. I tell you every week that you can be a great leader. One of the ways you can be a great leader is by having a competitive advantage with your culture. But it's gonna take a lot of hard work, it's gonna take a lot of focus, and it requires you to bring people alongside you that can help you, that have some expertise. Maybe there's a culture in a different area or a different department that you can learn from. Go find that person and learn from them. Maybe you're really great at it today. 
well, maybe you need to go teach it to another department or start teaching it to your frontline leaders, your team leaders or your supervisors so that you can continue to build a culture that's going to help you compete. It's been great to talk to you this week. I hope you're also watching the videos that we have. Uh, you can find those in the Contact Center Coach. And don't ever lose sight of the fact that if there's an area that you want me to focus on, if there's something that's a challenge and you'd like to get 15, 20 minutes on it, let me know and I'd be happy to do it. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach.